The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Cooper Cup, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here with Trash Man as we have a very exciting prospect to break down today. Trash Man thinks he what? Trash Man thinks he's a Julian, no, a Braxton Berrios. I think he's a little bit like uh, David Sills. Do you think he has some like Julian Edelman or Adam Thielen to him or Maybe some Joe Juravicious, <laughs> Steve Largent, Don Don Beebe. <laughs> no, well, all right. So we we have uh, the NFC North and the NFC West fantasy uh, questions that we are going to be going over as we sort of start getting our thoughts straight about ways we're going to be addressing these NFL coaches and GMs at the combine here in a couple of weeks. That thing's coming right up. Um, we're also breaking out Charlie Jones from Purdue, who Trashman got his. Uh, evaluation and for earlier so just a quick reminder um if you like the podcast if you like listening to it if you're watching it on youtube if you could give it a thumbs up if you could leave a comment we'd appreciate it also if you're listening to this on apple podcasts or spotify if you could leave a five-star rating uh, that would be greatly appreciated it helps uh, other people find the show and uh, if everybody who listened to the show gave us a five-star rating we would have you know 10 15 times more than we've already do so, with that being said, Trash Man, how's it going, brother? Oh, not too bad. Um, feeling feeling a little bit better from my uh, from my uh, mobile malady. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, let's get into the let's get into this stuff. Let's talk first the uh, NFC North. So, we'll start out with I guess we can start with any of them. Let's just start with the Bears. Because okay. the bear, the bears are interesting because, you know, um, my boy Byron Pringle. I think they, I, I think that they have the most cap space in the league. They also have a lot the of talent. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of draft capital as, as well. So they're going to have a first overall pick in the draft as far as. What they're looking at with free agency, you you mentioned it. Byron Byron Pringle is set to be free. Nikhil Harry is set to be free. Dante Pettis is set to be free. Um, there's there's importantly, a, yeah, yeah, there's a lot, man. David there's Montgomery. A, yeah, there. But just as as far as the, because Montgomery's the the biggest deal, right? But as far yeah. as the wide receivers, oh, we got Co- Cody Cody in the chat, dude. What's up, Cody? <laughs> Good to see you, brother. Um, Cody and Cody, are you still in Arizona? Are you going to be going to the NFL honors and stuff tonight? Uh, let it, let us let us know. 
Um, the uh, with the, with the wide receivers, I just think it's going to be interesting. Like, what do they do to surround Justin Fields with as much talent as possible? Um, we're not going to, you know, people at the combine probably the the NFL media and the the actual Chicago beat is going to be likely asking about whether they view Justin Fields as the future, whether or not they would ever consider using that first overall pick for a quarterback. We've talked about it on the Sirius XM show, Trashman. I've talked with you about it in, in person just because we're such sickos that this is the shit we talk about. But I think that there's a legit case to be made that, you know, Ryan Poles and Eberflus go to Justin Fields and say, look, we're going to put it out there that we're going to be looking at a quarterback, right? We're like we're, we're going to I mean, put it out I there. I don't see how you can see how Justin Fields played, and you know, and then a long just, stretch of last season. Well, and not. It's not about it's not about really wanting to replace Justin Fields. It's about it's about playing the NFL draft shell game and, and saying like, look, we need to market this pick. We if we can if we can. If, so, if, you're just, if we, so you think you're doing, they're doing this in order to in order to sell the pick? Yes, they yes they want people to, and I'll you know what I'll bet you they're going to be at CJ Stroud's pro day. They'll be at Bryce Young's pro day. They'll be at all the pro all the quarterback Will Levis. They'll be at all the pro days, and they're going to tell all the NFL insiders that yes, they're interested in it. And hey, look, we love Justin Fields, but we, we'd also value competition at each spot. May the best man win. We think he did great last year. We certainly hope he will, but you can't you never have enough quarterbacks, yada, yada, yada. And that's what they're going to do to sell the pick. I mean, I just know that that's going to be the narrative that they're going to take. So I think that that's likely the scenario. With that being said, I don't think that they're going to end up, I don't think they're going to end up taking a quarterback there, especially if they stay, you know, if they, if, if they, if they stay at one, certainly they won't if they trade down, yeah. but they're going to need, I mean, let's just look at the let's look at the wide receiver core as it stands right now. If I mean, if they don't bring any of these guys back, and frankly, man, I I don't think that any of these guys Chase be like a priority to 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 bring back. It brings me around to definitely being interested in like what's going on with Chase Claypool, who they who they traded for last year, right? Could Darno Mooney like have we ever seen Darno Mooney when he's playing at the height of Justin Fields' powers? I don't think we have, right? So Darnell Mooney, um, Chase Claypool, guys, you'll be able to get at an insane discount this year as compared to maybe where they were able, uh, where you're able to get them last year. Um, can Va- can anything happen with Valus Jones Jr.? I don't have much faith in faith in Equinemia St. Brown, but they do have him on contract for another year. Like you said, the big deal is David Montgomery. I think the most important thing we'll ask them at the combine. We won't be able to ask about Montgomery because they won't be able to talk about guys who are set to be free agents, unrestricted free agents. But you can talk about Khalil Herbert. But we can't ask about Khalil Herbert and whether or not they think he can carry the load, right? And with Khalil Herbert, you know, I, I, I was on the Matt Kelly's podcast, the, on the Mind of the Mansion podcast just yesterday, and he was saying, well, I wouldn't get too high in Dynasty on Khalil Herbert because there's still – He's still got some of the Neo from the Matrix bullet dodging to do with like, you know, he's got like he's got to dodge like David Montgomery and he's got to dodge anything happening in the draft and all the rest of it. But if things do fall in line for Khalil Herbert, we're going to be talking about a guy that's going to be probably a fourth or fifth round pick in redraft leagues next year. And um, somebody that we're going to be aggressive, you know, targeting aggressively there in that there in that spot. Um, All right. Anything else on the Bears? No. Okay. What about the Green Bay Packers? I mean, it's like 
obviously the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers, who's still on contract with them. But this whole thing just you know blots out the sun with in, in regard to anything else, right? Trash man. I think. I mean, th- I mean, he is gonna. I mean, there are a lot of receiving options that are going to be free agents for the Packers. Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, um, Robert Tonyan, all going to be free agents. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, and that's a that's a big deal for Christian Watson. It's a big deal for possibly Romeo uh, Dubs. Yeah, it, it, it's a uh, <laughs> he 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 likes being called Romeo Dobbs. By the way, oh, that's uh, I I knew uh, yeah yeah. I thought I was I thought I I you know I, I overthought it. I was thinking well, it's, it's, Dobbs, but then it's like no, it's Dubs that it, he it's, likes. It's so. it's messed up at the Senior Bowl, man. Whenever you we're like <laughs> we're like, hey man, can 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 you can you give us a player ID? Just say like, hey hey, this is Romeo Dubs. You're listening to Roster Watch. I would have said, well, I, I I go by Dobbs, but he's like, <laughs> okay, this is Romeo Dubs, and you're listening to Roster Watch. <laughs> it's like it's it's like um, oh, I forgot what was it? There, there was Cody who was in he's the chat earlier. Man. Cody Cody was at the um. Cody, Cody, the senior bowl. I forget which kid it was, but he said like, "Hey, you know," he like mixed up and called him called him the wrong name. You know, he's like, "Hey, can you say, hey, this is I forgot what it was. Like, this is Elijah Higgins, and you're listening to you're listening to to a player profiler." And he's like, "Well, put put on Michael Wilson, or you know, whatever <laughs> it was." I told him it would have been funny if the dude would have just said that weird name. That he would. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know why we don't do that for all of our IDs. Just get like. Three dudes to do all the different IDs. Right. Say they're different guys. The um with the Aaron Jones too, it's like this they're gonna either probably with Aaron Jones, it's gonna be a cut, a a, a trade, or I think most most likely is a restructure on on his deal. I mean, you just read all the articles about this and the athletic and all the rest of it, that um that in, you know, even the most menial restructure could save up to like eleven million dollars in twenty twenty three. Um, it's just, it's like what people say. It's like you can't pay be paying a you can't be paying a running back twenty million dollars. He, he can't be going against the salary cap twenty million bucks this year. Yes. So he, he's going to have to be restructured. If not, and he gets traded, I mean, maybe he, you could see him get traded and restructured elsewhere. If that's the case. I just don't, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, I don't see that being the case. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, then what? Jordan Love, and you got it, and he's on a still on a rookie deal, and you just can pay, you can pay, you can pay. Well, maybe maybe that's a good way to ask. And then it behooves you to really have that, you know, two headed beast in the backfield. Well, maybe that's a good question to ask. It's like if would you be more? You could, we could ask like, would you be more dependent on a on a um, two headed sort of running back backfield like you've had before? You know that was what Aaron Rodgers wanted, but wouldn't that be helpful to a to a first time sort of starting quarterback? Absolutely, because th- that's a question they could answer without saying anything one way or another about Rodgers or Jordan Love. Um, so yeah, th- as far as fantasy, that's kind of what we're looking at there with the Green Bay Packers and sort of the idea of what we'd be talking about. The Vikings, trash man hates Kirk Cousins. It doesn't matter. He's a good <laughs> NFL quarterback. Um, they have I think this whole thing is interesting with um this whole thing's interesting with uh Alexander Madison. That's the only interesting free. thing <laughs> as far as their free agents go. And and and, and 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 Dalvin Cooks and Dalvin Cook, people are talk legitimately talking about Dalvin Cook being a possible I, I mean, I don't know if it's a cut candidate, but somebody that they can certainly get away from. 
I mean, he only represents uh, 6.2 via spot track, 6.2 million dead cap right now. They have a potential out right now with three years, 27.2 million left on the contract. Um, uh, he, he hasn't been a, he hasn't been a picture of health. But He's the not been the guy that, that offense, with that offense. It's a, if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of deal. I mean, it's their defense that they got to shore up. I don't think they need to tinker with their offense that much. I don't think they will tinker with the offense that much. I guess, you know, I guess that makes sense to me. I just, I, I think that's the, Oh, and people are talking. I don't, I don't see Adam Thielen being a possible cut. Like people are talking about. Do you, it doesn't make much I mean, sense. I'm, I think I mean, they can save. I'm more ambivalent about that. I they can save 6.4 million against the cap if if they were to cut him before June 1st. Again, I just feel like unless there's a big defensive move they want to make, I don't see that happening. Okay, with the um, with the Detroit Lions. You mentioned, and we, we 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 talked about this before. Talk about a team that needs to fix their defense. How is Aaron Glenn getting all like they're talking about him? Like he's gonna, he's getting the head, co- he's getting head coaching looks and all the rest of this stuff. I don't understand that defense has been just historically bad. Um, but this is a team where when we look at the free agents that are important to us, we know that DJ Chark is likely to be gone. Um, they're not going to bring him back because the as we talked about, the wide receiver free agent pool this year is just so bad, right? DJ Chark is going to want to go out and capitalize on that as one of the top guys available in free agency. He's not; They're not going to pay him what he's going to want on the open market just because of the lack of other options. Thankfully for anybody that has DeAndre Swift, uh, Justin Jackson is set to be free. I don't think that they'll bring him back, but the big deal is Jamal Williams. Do they bring back Jamal Williams? How much do they value him? What, you know... I I I mean, here's my deal. I'm going to ask Dan Campbell. I'm going to say, do you not think that DeAndre Swift can stay healthy for a season if you give him all the work? Is that kind of the deal? Because if we're going to have a season, if we're going to keep on having seasons like this from DeAndre Swift, we, like we just haven't valued too high in dynasty, and we're still living on the rookie, you know, the, like the rookie draft ADP for him and the college profile and everything else. He's so efficient. He's so good, but he just does not get the volume. If Jamal Williams comes back, God forbid, there's no goal line work to be had at all. Not sure, but then Jamal Williams is also, you know, he's 27 right now. I mean, it's kind of older for a Jamal, running back, especially with a running back who they kind of use as a battering ram, you know? Yeah, but I, yeah, but I think he probably sees his situation he's in is really good. He's like, I'm the NFL rushing touchdown leader. I'm in a place that I like. I, I like the culture. You can tell he likes the culture there. You know what I mean? You, I mean, you saw on hard knocks. It, like, he, he fits in well there. I, I, think that, I think that they'll probably try and bring Jamal Williams back. And that, dude, that offense stays intact. Everything's the, every, everything's the same. Ben Johnson's coming back. The only thing that they're losing really is DJ Chark. And when you think about it, what that does for me, it's just wheels up for Jamison Williams. It's wheels just up for Jamison wheels Williams, up. But, I mean, but then there's also the, there's a third receiving option that kind of isn't short up at that point. I mean, it's just maybe it's gonna be musical chairs. <coughs> I don't know. You know no, opposite, I, I it, opposite, opposite Jamison. I mean, why can't it, St. Brown. Why can't it be why why can't it be like the Eagles where they used to have two super studs? Amon Ross St. Brown and Jamison Williams. I mean, if they have I mean, if like if they can shore up a, a good tight end. 
you know, but, they, but here's the thing: they don't, they don't, they don't need a good tight end. They get, they get massive production out of these shitty tight ends, Shane Zilstra, and who like all these, these Brock, Brock Wright, Wright, these dudes who just score. They, they have these packages. Well, it, could be, it could be a big season for Brock Wright. <laughs> That'll be the thumbnail for this for this one. It could be a big season coming for Brock Wright. Is the big takeaway from the, from from that? Um, okay, uh, we talked about the Vikings, Lions, Bears, Packers. We talked. Oh so, my! So, so that's that. Uh, so, okay, let's go to the NFC West: Seattle Seahawks. With coming off of a year where they were just completely just nuked the NFL draft, right? They get they get two starting tackles out of it. They get a guy that's going to be up for the defensive rookie of the year award tonight. Tariq Woolen, the who became an All Pro as a fifth round pick, the 153rd overall in the draft. Um, the NFL's you know co leader in interceptions. Now they have some figuring out to do about what they're going to do with Geno Smith, right? Um, Geno Smith, Rashad Penny, yep. So and Travis Homer is up. They're not going to answer any questions about that. They have five picks in the top 100. I think that one of those happens to include the pick that one of the picks they got from Denver, which has got to be a high pick. Let me pull up NFL. Let me pull a tankathon. Um, I, 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 I should have all this memorized by now. Um, okay, yeah. So Seattle from Denver, they have the fifth overall pick and they have the 20th overall pick. I know that they have five in the top 100, and those are 5, 20, 38, 53, and 84. So they have two firsts, two seconds, and their original third. So this has been a um, this is this has been a this has been a big boon. The whole Russell Wilson thing with the pick five and the pick 38 coming back for that deal. I I don't know, man. Like with them, we can't ask about Penny. They're not going to talk about this guy who's said to be a free agent. We, I mean, we're going to no, have to ask, can about, ask about Kenneth Walker and do they? Yeah, think just they what do you think? Is he a guy that find? You know, do you feel like you need to use multiple backs when you have a guy like Kenneth Walker that has such a well-rounded skill set? Is he a guy that can really carry carry the mail for you? And Pete Carroll's gonna be up there chewing his gum and saying, "Oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah. Oh, can he carry the mail? He can carry all the mail. Guy, get you fired up. <laughs> that's what he's. We're not we're not gonna get any good answers from him or from Schneider at all about anything, right? Probably none. Yeah. It, I mean, I mean, I feel like Geno Smith is the big. But all the Seattle riders are going to ask about him. We're not going to need to hop in there and ask him. But, you know, they're, hey, but hey, hey, what about Gino? It's like, this is going to be the, that's all anybody's going to ask about. So you want something more obscure than, I mean, I feel like then you really, I mean, the running back position is really the only other. Yeah. Or, or just say, like, there. what Still did you guys think about thin. Noah Fant? What, like, I want to know what they thought about Noah Fant. It's, you know, it's like, it didn't seem like he was even the alpha there with the tight ends that you guys had as far as the usage patterns like what you know i mean well, do they more see, as, see a, a receiving tight end as being a you know integral aspect of their offense for the los angeles rams they have just i mean talk about talk about picks they're on the other side of this whole thing um but sean mcveigh says he's coming back i guess malcolm brown set to be free who else here is set to be free this year i mean no one really have any consequence as far as fantasy stuff to me the main question that i'll want to ask them is you know what do you think um 
Well, the question we always like to ask is stuff like, you know, have you seen Cooper Cup around the building? How does he look? How's he moving? Right. What's going on with him? Um, And then for me, I just want to say, what did you see this year out of Kyron Williams? Is he a guy that you can see sort of moving forward in the future? Somebody who can who can carve out a role for himself? Did Cam Akers do enough this year to where he's possibly out of the doghouse? Does that have to do with maybe an, an extra year coming off of the injury? Um, I think those are the sorts of questions that we're going to want to ask those guys. Yeah. I mean, maybe who after Cooper Cup in that receiving core do you feel like has an opportunity to step up this season? I feel like after Cooper Cup, it's just a cliff. A massive cliff. Yeah. Is there anybody that like? Is there anybody that you have the insight from seeing him at practice and knowing what the plans are and everything behind Cooper Cup to where the offense doesn't have to just revolve around that guy the whole time? As good as he is, and as much as we like it for fantasy, they have to be thinking, man, we can't like this is unsustainable. Cooper Cup's about to be thirty. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, I, I, I think that the guy that we're going to uh, do the breakdown on here in a minute, Charlie Jones, is also about to be 30, right, Trash Man? <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty close. Um, okay, San Francisco 49ers. These guys, it's just – it's hard to even – you're not going to get any good answers from these guys anyway, right? So I think to be able to get a good answer from a guy like John Lynch, we're not going to be able to say, you know, who do you like better, Trey Lance or Brock Purdy? Like, what's that going to look – I mean, that's going to be – everybody's going to talk, be talking about that, right? We're not going to be able to ask if – and I, and here's the thing also. I think it's going to be useless to ask about the running backs because they have Christian McCaffrey now, and no matter what they say about him, his use from game to game is going to be game script dependent, and there are going to be games where they just run the living hell out of him, and there are going to be some games where we get disappointed because they put in some kind of Elijah Mitchell or, who knows, Tyrion Davis-Price – Jordan Mason, one of these guys, and they're, it, you know, we're going to feel swindled during certain weeks. And then we're going to have certain weeks where Christian McCaffrey gets his 36 point, you know, PPR monsters. And that's just going to be how it goes, I, I think. So I'm not sure how worthwhile it is asking about that stuff. I'm not sure how worthwhile it is asking about, I mean, we know Kittle's good and they like him. We know Samuel's good. They like him. We know Ayuk's good. They like him. Well, I, I want to know about Danny Gray. Like, is Danny, like, what did he show in his first year? Was there any, you know, is there any room for him to kind of come in there and come in there and separate? It just seems like that third wide receiver for you guys has been Jawan Jennings. Um, you know, like why not have a look at a guy like Danny Gray who can really, really, really stretch the field and maybe bring a vertical element that some of the not that those guys are incapable of, because clearly Brandon Ayuk is capable of it, but yeah. Danny Gray, that's a really specialized and cool part of his skill set. So I'd be interested to hear what they have to say about him. Is there anything that comes to mind for you as far as the 49ers? I mean, maybe I mean they got, you know, Dwelly and Croft being free age coming up to free agency behind Kittle. You know, is that an important position? Um, behind Kittle, the guy who, you know, could carry the mail, would have to carry the mail in, in, in the case of another Kittle injury. Yeah. Oh, that's a true. Talk about a trashy question. It, 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 you know what? John, John Lynch would say, I was not expecting to be addressed about <laughs> Ross, Ross Dwelly while I'm up here. Um, all right, finally, the Arizona Cardinals. I think I'm just going to walk up to them and just throw a, throw something, throw something. I say, what, what, what the hell are you guys doing? I don't even know who I'm going to be addressing about this, right? 
Right. We, we, we didn't know who the coach is yet. Um, they're saying now they're going to wait till after the Super Bowl. They're looking at – I heard that they were looking at, like, Lou Anarumo. They were looking at Mike Kafka. They were looking at um, the uh, Aaron Glenn, which I, I still don't understand. Um, but whoever, whoever takes this job is going to have to deal with Kyler Murray. And, you know, like I was talking with Cody about at the Senior Bowl, I think it would be stupid for a coach to say – or a prospective coach to say, no, I'm not going to do it because of that. <clears throat> we saw what happened to Byron Leftwich when he said, no, I'm not going to go work with Trent Baalke down in Jacksonville. Um, Doug Peterson takes that job, takes those guys to the playoffs. Byron Leftwich gets fired as offensive coordinator for the Bucks. He's going to have to be a quarterback's coach somewhere. You know, sometimes you get your shot, you got to just take it, even if things aren't exactly perfect. So – um, there's only 32 of those jobs. I don't know who it's going to be. When we look at the um, pot with, with the guys coming up into free agency, we know that AJ Green has called it a career, but he was set to be a free agent. They have some other kind of big name for like, I mean, I, I saw that Byron Murphy is set to be free. Um, interestingly, I was looking at James Connor's contract. It's going to be hard for them to get out of that thing next year. So I think James Connor, we might just kind of dig around a little bit and ask like, what did you see from him last year? You know, he's able to stay relatively healthy for a good portion of the season. I mean, Daryl Williams would be a free agent. Daryl Williams is set to be free. Uh, you know, but yeah, that's the thing. You, 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 you can bring a guy like that right back. You know, like there's a million, there's a million of those types of players. Um, it's almost more worrisome for James. I, I would like it better for James Conner if Daryl Williams was like back. You know, it's like, you know, you got a guy there. He's shield- not a threat. You got a guy there shielding you from actually having a threat coming in behind you if you're James Conner, right? Or, or if you're a fantasy manager, fa- fantasy um, owner in Dynasty, whatever, of James Conner. I would say if James Conner gets off to a hot start in Dynasty to start next year, just to just to put put it out there, I'm not sure what you'd be able to get for him, but maybe they're gonna they're probably going to cut him after next year. And I, I'd imagine his, you know, his career as a – you know, a good producer is probably going to be over after next season anyway. So might be a good guy to trade. Maybe you could trade him now and just, you know, would because this team looks like it's probably in a, probably in a little bit of trouble for um, 20, at least for the immediate future. It's just I, nobody knows what they're going to, no one knows what, the, what, what they're going to do. Right. It's, it's a complete, it feels like a complete unknown, right. One of the, one of the most unknown teams in the whole league. And this starts with the fact that we, we, we don't even know who the head coach is or what the philosophy is going to be. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about your guy. Your guy. My guy. Yeah. Charlie Jones from Purdue. All right. Do you do you want to do you, do you want to start? I I can, I I can I can share here on YouTube some clips of him from when he was at Iowa. He was at I he was at he was, was at Buffalo for one year. Transferred to Iowa. Didn't do much of anything at Iowa except outside of. I Special teams, a return guy, right? I think he was all Big Twelve as far as a returner. Um, then comes to Purdue and goes absolutely ham in his sixth college season. His, so, and it was it, it was his first year to break out. Yeah, his sixth college season was his first year to break out. So, super late breakout age. He's going to be a twenty-five year old rookie at the NFL level. Um, let's see, as far as his production though, this year. Really good production for him. Um, he had 30%, yeah, one, 110 receptions for 30% of the team's market share, uh, 1,361 yards for 35% of the team's market share, and um, 46% of the 
of the teams receiving touchdowns, 12. I mean, as far as the guys that we've done so far, mainly the senior bowlers plus Zay Flowers, he is the second most productive of all of them behind only Zay Flowers from a market share perspective. With that said, you know, there are some things to his profile that I don't necessarily like. Um, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll say this: PFF had him graded as like a top fifteen wide receiver in the whole class among qualifiers. Uh, obviously, the production's really good. Um, with that being said, he's old. He's going to be an old rookie. He didn't break out till he was a, a, a lot later. <laughs> I'm not sure about his size. You mentioned that you think he's like a it's more like a slot guy. He didn't play in the slot hardly at all. He didn't Purdue. play in the slot, but like if you look at his tape and you saw where he was most effective, it was in short to intermediate passes. It was in the slants. It was in the crosses. Um, I think he profiles to be more of a of a of a slot receiver at the next level. I don't think he's physical enough to to beat the press consistently, especially you know as a guy under 190 pounds. And, you know, I don't know if he's going to measure over six foot. Um, you don't think he'll measure like, over six foot? I think I'm, he will. I'm, well, man, I mean, I think he might be right at it. But what what he does have going for him is his fearlessness. I mean, he's just one of these guys who isn't afraid to go over the middle, isn't afraid to sacrifice his body, you know, which can be a blessing or a curse um, in the NFL. I'm – and I think that mitigates a lot of his lack of, you know, speed and some, you know, uh, well, as far as long speed and in uh, uh, his in his size. I'm showing the video right now of him at Iowa, and you could tell, man, maybe you're right. I'm not sure he's going to be six feet tall. His arms are short, right? His arms are a little bit short. His hands look a little bit small, but he, you know, just the production at Purdue. It's hard hard to deny. Um, I just, you know, you said he's a Braxton Berrios. I said, maybe, you know, the fact that he's, I, he just didn't play much slot and Braxton Berrios was such a slot guy coming out, such a, such a, um, specialized player coming out that I I just was like, maybe he's a little, see like this catch right here reminds me more of like a David Sills. See, I I remind me of Brett Berrios. He's a little, you know, Berrios is a little bit twitch up, you know, and like, and he's quick and in tight spaces. I feel like, you know, he's – I think Breros is a little bit more athletic and a little bit more of a utility weapon. And I feel like that is kind of what I think um, Jones would profile to be in the next level. I don't see – he's not built like an X receiver. I mean, and if he's not an X receiver, I mean, what is he? Well, he's not – I don't – I think you're probably right. I think he's – I don't think he's an outside receiver. Do, do, do you like him better than Darius Davis from TCU? I mean, I like Davis at the Senior Bowl. Do you like you know? it better than Do you like it better than Grant Dubose from Charlotte? Well, the thing is, I did not see Jones up close like I did these other two guys. I mean, I would give it to Davis and Dubose just based on what they did at the Senior Bowl and what I was able to see them okay. do. I mean, do you like it better than Do you, do do you, do you like it better than Andre Yosevash? I I mean, I think they're probably around the same area. So you think he sucks? I don't think he sucks. I mean, Yosef Osh had some decent catches. Um, 
but he was really listen, listen trash man here's the important thing all right here's the most important question and we're gonna get out on this one is christian mccaffrey gonna gonna is christian mccaffrey gonna let charlie jones come party with him on his boat the same way he lets braxton barrios i would 